Is that my cue? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Rosie. I'm an alcoholic. Rosie. So like the whole day and the whole way here, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? And like, was, I, so I practiced on the way here in the car and I was like, all I got to was, my name's Rosie and I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't know anything else. That's all I really know, you know, but no, just, I don't know. And I'm terrified just talking from people. So just bear with me here. But, um, what it used to be like, I don't know. I grew up on a little Island in Alaska. There's like maybe 2000 people in the summertime. And that's when the town was like booming, you know? And I mean, my family, my parents worked and had some pretty prominent jobs in the town, you know, and it was all good. And I had an older brother and I'd always want to hang out with his friends and stuff, you know, and I got, cause they were like a couple years older and they're always out doing all the fun stuff, like shooting guns and <laughs> playing in the woods and in the water and all that. So, um, I do remember like the first time I drank, there wasn't, it wasn't really for any reason. My parents were like at work or something and there was like some booze up in the cupboard and one of my brother's friends, they were, they had been drinking and like smoking cigarettes and stuff like a long time before I ever did. But that was like the first time I'm like, Oh, I want to try something. It was like peppermint schnapps or something silly, you know? And it was like, but still like that first, that drink, it was like all warm and like minty and strong and just like, all right. You know, there was, there was something there for sure. Otherwise I wouldn't have kept doing it or seeked it out after that. But, and I always thought like, <clears throat> I didn't know there was a difference between like a normie and an alcoholic, you know, cause my dad, he drank beer every night after work, but he'd have a glass of milk with dinner and then he'd, you know, maybe have another, you know, have another beer. And I don't think I ever did see him drunk at all, but I was always like, yeah, he's no, he was an alcoholic you know, cause he drank every day, but it wasn't until like being here that I realized that there's a difference. It's the obsession and all that. But anyway, so, so I had that first drink and then after that it was, you know, just, that's just what you did. There wasn't really a lot to do. We'd go out in the woods and drink and smoke and just hang out and play and we'd like have our own little spot in the woods, like out around town and stuff where we'd go, where we'd like go hide and smoke cigarettes and, you know, just like, just all, all throughout town. We had like our little spots and I don't know like what the other kids were doing. Cause there wasn't a whole lot of other kids, you know, it was like this one, like our group of, there's like my brother and his friends. And then there was me and my friends that were my age and we all did the same thing. And it was, just normal for me and but there was something about the booze that did it for me you know and I was like I know that I was when I was drunk I was like super social and stuff and had all the friends in the world and but when I wasn't it was always that awkward like hanging out with people or you know like not even in like the room full of people and like not really feeling like I fit in or not. But if I had a couple of drinks, I was like, we're good. We're best friends. We've been friends our whole life. And you know, like it was just for me, it just did it for me, you know, and that's just started me on 
like all all through high school it was all about the parties you know school whatever just enough to get by um and it was just on the weekends and during the days it wasn't like a huge problem I don't see it as a problem until getting sober and looking back and going through it you know but at the time I mean it was it was fun at the time <laughs> but it was a lot very definitely excessive and I drink till I puked, you know, I didn't, I wasn't really a blackout drinker. I mean, of course that happened a few times, you know, but it was more like the hangover the next day or until I was like sick. And there was only a short window that I can remember where I'd actually like drink just enough to like get a good, feel good, but not too much. And I can probably count that on like one hand how many times that was, you know, and it was just for that brief period of time. But I didn't see anything wrong with it because that's just, that's how everybody around me drank and that's, it was, it was all good. And uh, let's see, after we went from high school and I managed to graduate, yes, you know, there was like only 20 of us, so <laughs> pretty good chances, <laughs> but um I stayed in town and I stayed, because most, most of the time you have to leave to like go to college and that was before that was really big on like online stuff. And I remember I moved like down south and I was all good that like my life was totally good then. I had a good job. I had, you know, I went, did some college and there was like, I didn't even really drink because I wasn't 21 yet, but after when I turned 21, like shortly before I turned 21, I was introduced to other drugs, but, and that became a whole nother thing on its own. But I turned 21 and I got a job at the bar bartending. And it was like, I mean, it was perfect, you know, like it was so perfect because I'd work the day shift and then I could drink all night and then I wouldn't even have to be there. They don't even open till 10 o'clock in the morning, you know? So it was like, it was just like, the, it was totally right where I wanted to be, you know? And so I just like put myself into the bar scene and just, it was, all bets were off pretty much after that. Cause you could, in Alaska, you can like drink behind the bar. You just can't be drunk too. So all day we'd spend, you know, making up different stuff and just sitting with the locals that come in for coffee and, and that was, it was fun to a point, but it definitely was a big, it, it just like, everything started to go. Like, from there, I was like doing other hard drugs, you know, because I had to keep myself going. I had to like keep up with everything that was going on and like stay up all night and get up in the morning and you know and that started a whole nother addiction that took over completely and even kicked alcohol out for a little while <laughs> but it was and my dad at that time my dad had he had cancer and you know I hung out like a little bit and stuff and he was like wasn't doing that bad and they, my parents had sold their house like I lived like two blocks from him and I'd only see him like once every few months you know I mean it's not that big of a place and um, yeah, he ended, he ended up like getting sick and they had re sold their house and they were going to move to Spokane, Washington. And 
he was retiring at the end of the month, you know, and and I had actually gotten a little bit better, and I'd been around for a while then, and and then he ended up passing away before they moved, and I was like, oh, you know, it was like I wasn't sober, so it didn't really mean, you know, it didn't really <clears throat> even sink in until like later on, but. I was just like, but I was there for my mom and I did, you know, she'd already, they'd already sold their house and she was leaving also, she ended up leaving to go to Washington. And I was like, that was perfect. That was my way out. You know, I'd move with her and everything would be, I could start over and everything would be good. Cause I had already like run myself into the ground and like started to burn every, all my bridges except for my parents, you know, around me. And so I moved to Washington with her and I was able to like keep it together and, you know, get back in college and, and then do okay. And, and then I got another job at a bar there. <laughs> you know, it's like, it was just like, you know, cause I couldn't take it. And I didn't know that that's what I was doing. Like just being a chameleon and like putting myself in the spot where I could get away with it and not, and not have to like, take responsibility for like my actions and stuff. I was just like, I didn't know I had a problem drinking. I didn't think I had a problem drinking to me. It was just made the most sense because, you know, I did spend a lot of time at the bars and I had experience and, you know, so I just do that. And, um, and I was okay. I like for, and for me during that time, it was like, well, I was able to get off the other drugs that I was doing in combination with, drinking and so to me that was like a victory you know <laughs> but but it, the drinking got even worse after that and it totally consumed I mean I was like I had a, a drink in my drink I, in my car on my way to the bar to get to work and then have to stop at the bar that was on the way home to get home and I didn't realize that I was you know drinking alcoholically because I'm like I always had a bottle in my freezer and you know never had to drink the whole thing I never, you know, like it wasn't, I would have been obsessed if I didn't have that there. And I was drinking enough other places that I fueled, you know, my disease enough to, and then I just tell, you know, I would, it was like oblivious to me that there was a problem there, even though my whole life was like falling apart right there. And I ended up working up at the ski lodge in Washington and I mean that like I had arrived then like that was like I mean it was the most per I'm like and I'd go back to Alaska in the summers and I'd come down to Washington in the winters and I'd only be there for a few months I'd get to do whatever I wanted and I'd get to go back to Alaska and then party all summer and <laughs> come back I mean I just thought I was like this is this is everything I ever wanted in life right here you know this is like a dream that's like <laughs> that's like that was my thinking back then you know and pretty soon you know I did that for like a few years and then pretty soon when I came back down to Washington the the last time that I did that I never got that job that I was going to get, or, you know, that I had gotten the previous times, and I got more involved with booze and people and drugs, and I was, at that point, I was, like, I was unemployable, you know, and that was, like, that was pretty much, that was, like, where it was all bad, but, like, I was, like, managing this and that and paying this with that, you know, like, to make it all look like everything was okay when really I had nothing 
at the time. But this time, like, it was, like, worse than it had ever been. And I felt worse, like, about myself, about what I was doing. It all kind of came to a head. And it was just, I couldn't, I couldn't get out of it. You know, I'd be like, I got to go look for a job. Because, like, that would fix everything. Because money would fix everything, you know. Because then I could pay for all the things that I <laughs> needed to keep my disease alive. And I just, and I wasn't even able to do that. And I like rode that out for, it was like almost a whole year, but I mean, it was so miserable and so like exhausting every day. And I like tried not even to talk to my mom or my family, you know, cause like if I'm not talking to them, then it's not hurting them and living in some place in the alley and you know like pretty much homeless because I wouldn't go home and like every day it's like okay I have to do something I have to do something about this you know but I and I couldn't I couldn't do it like I could not do it I wanted to so bad but I couldn't and it's just and then tomorrow never comes and it's another day and it's like I'll do it tomorrow I'll do it tomorrow and I there was somebody out there in that same world that had gotten in trouble with the courts that I was seeing at the time and he had to go do this drug court stuff and take you know like and was like held accountable for all this stuff and he had he's like well I gotta do you know he got into an Oxford house and he's like well I gotta do something about what I'm doing he's like and I know a place that might help you know but you're welcome to go if you want it's totally up to you and and that was AA. You know, he's like, I've been to these meetings before, and he's like, it might, it could help, it could help. He's like, and I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, at that point. And like growing up in Alaska, like AA to me, I always thought my was part of the police station, right? So like my, so my best friends, my best friend's mom growing up, she was always in trouble. She was an alcoholic also, and she was always in trouble with the cops and she always had to go take a breathalyzer and then go to AA. And so like the police station, it's like the police station, jail, firehouse, courtroom is all in this building right here. And then kitty corner from that is there's a church and then a little building out back of the church, you know, and that's where the little triangle was on the window all the time. Right. So I'm like, I just thought it was part, part of the deal, you know, cause that's what she always had to do was like, go take a breathalyzer and go to AA. I didn't, that beyond that, I had no idea. Not even a clue. I didn't know AA was even a place that you went to stop drinking, you know. And I ended up going to the meeting with, ended up going to one of the meetings with, with the guy I was seeing at the time. And I'm just sitting in the back and I was like, I'm, today I'm super grateful that, he was like that, and he was like, you don't have to say anything, just listen, you don't, you don't have to even say you're a newcomer or nothing, you know, it's just sit and listen and see what you think, and, and so, and I left, I went to that meeting, and I don't remember a whole lot that, that meeting, you know, but there was enough there to, like, try a few more meetings, or, you know, see what's really going on, and from then, I, like, I went to my mom's house, and, I didn't really plan on like getting rid of the drinking completely at that time. I just, I wanted to get like clean off of everything else I was doing and then see, you know, see where, where I was at after that. Like, 
I didn't really plan on the getting rid of it, but after going to a few meetings and especially like my first women's meeting that I went to and they're like, you know, it's everything, you know, you get rid of everything. And so I did, you know, and that like, luckily I haven't had a drink or a drug since then, but it was definitely that women's meeting that like changed my whole outlook and that like brought me to want, you know, to really want, like I was willing but to really be willing and to see it working and have a clear mind about it, I guess, was at that meeting. And it was just like everybody was telling, talking about like all these, <laughs> the way they, they used to be, you know, like, and all the same feelings that I was feeling like then at that moment. And, and all of them had, they were all happy, you know, like happy or just had a great message of like, of what it was like today, you know, of being, just being, and, and that was totally, I was, a, that was attractive, that life, you know, that they talked about having, and, like, how, how they used to have, and, except for at the end of the meeting, it was at a church, and at the end of the meeting, they all stood up, and they held hands, and they said the Lord's Prayer, and I was like, I don't even know why, but I, like, went up to this lady afterwards, and I was like, yeah, I don't believe in God or anything, so, you know, I'm like, what's this all about, and she was like, it doesn't even matter, it doesn't have nothing to do with it, just come back next week, and I'm like, I don't know what made me even, like, say anything to her, it was just one of those things, but I'm like, okay, you know, and I came back the next week, and and it started to get, I mean, things kind of got worse, because I was sober, you know, <laughs> but but I still had, like, that willingness, and they talked about getting a sponsor and going to all these meetings. And I was already going to all these meetings to like, I'd sometimes go to like three meetings a day cause I didn't have a job, you know? And, and the guy I was with had to do, had like classes downtown. So I'd just go to meetings while I was waiting. You know, that was one thing I did keep was my driver's license. Whoa. You know, I didn't lose that one yet, <laughs> but, and so before I got a sponsor, though, I was like, well, I got to read this book, you know, and see what this is all about. Like, I wanted to be, like, an, be educated. Like, I was going to, like, it would really even matter. But I did manage to read the book before I got a sponsor. And and then I got, once I got a sponsor, she was like, call me tomorrow at 9 o'clock. Not 9.01 and not 8.50 or whatever. Just call me at 9 o'clock. And I'm like, all right, you know. And I did. And then we'd get together and meet and stuff. And she was like, so do you have a job? And I'm like, no. And she's like, then why are you late for the meetings? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Okay. She's like, do you, you don't really have a reason to be late. But I was late all the time because I wouldn't leave until late. Like, And so that was like, okay. you know. So I started being on time. That was like a huge thing. And then... There was even, like, one time I was, like, because this women's meeting, I always wear my pajamas there, you know, because it was right down the road from my house. And she was, like, what's up with that, you know? Like, aren't you a lady? <laughs> you know, like, come on. Let's get dressed before we go to the meeting, too. <laughs> and that's just, I mean, I was, like, it's all just a bunch of stuff. And those are just, like, a couple examples of what it was like, you know, how I was when I got here and, 
I remember like on step one, she was like, okay, now why don't you write? Cause I'm like, well, it's, you know, my life unmanageable. It's yeah, a little bit. Um, and so she had me write down like how my, <laughs> all the different ways my life was unmanageable. And I was so, like, after like a page and a half, I was like, <laughs> when the next time I talked to her, I was like, well, I only got like two pages into it. And she was like, yeah, you can stop now. <laughs> That's my point. You know? And I was like, I had, I didn't really like, it took that for me to realize that I was like, yeah, okay. I don't got this. <laughs> like I don't, I'm, my life is chaos, but I didn't think it was that bad, you know, but, but I could write a couple pages to you about how unmanageable everything was, you know, and it was just, just one of those aha moments. And, you know, I met with her and continued to go through the, all the steps and just like the being late and that stuff, that's like stuff that when I got here, I had to learn all that stuff. You know, I learned all that all the little like growing up things in AA because I like I didn't have to I didn't I wasn't responsible at all and I didn't do anything for years and years until I got here and then I had and then I was like 27 and having to learn how to freaking keep my house clean and pay my bills and you know not be late to things and do what I said I was gonna do and it's just been I mean it's been definitely a big learning experience, that's for sure. And um, we went through all the steps we made all the time, and I did my step work, and I wasn't, like, there just wasn't a whole lot there. Like, my big stuff was my family and just little, like, character defects and stuff, you know, that I had to, like live a different way to get rid of you know and some of them I still have even now but you know that's like every once in a while compared to like every day and when I and I got here and I was like I got in this home group that everybody you know that I totally like clicked with and it was a book study and there was long-term sobriety and newcomers and it was just a big it wasn't really super big but it was a good mix for me for what I needed you know and and they were all funny and stuff, you know, and like always joking around. And I'm like, okay, they're like not super serious. And cause you know, there's some, but, and those people, my sponsor knew the ladies in that meeting. So she was like, oh, okay, that's, that's your sponsor. Okay. We're, you're good. You're in good hands then, you know, with these couple of ladies. And so, and then pretty soon they're like, at the end of the meeting, they're like, okay, who's going to be our cake person for the month? And then everybody goes, oh, Rosie is. And then they're like, everybody in favor. And everybody raises their hand. And you're like standing there going, what just happened? You know? <laughs> okay. So that's how my service, that's how I started my service. And like my sponsor was always like, yeah, they said they voluntold you <laughs> to do this, to do this. And I'm like, okay, that's perfect. And after I was like the cake lady for a while, it turned into, hey, we need a new GSR. Hey, you're gonna, you want to do this? Okay, raise your everybody in favor, and you got you got it. I'm like, okay, you know. Luckily, I had some other ladies from my home group that were involved also. At like, like when I was GSR, one was the DCM, and then you know, so like in the, in the district, and so it was. I always had somebody like that 
had already done that, that knew that it was at all the meetings and stuff. So I didn't feel like totally overwhelmed with it, but that was like the, it was like the coolest thing ever though, to get, to be involved in that way. And it's totally different, but it was like a bunch of people from all over that get together all the time and, and do all this AA stuff. And, and it was just, I don't know, it was just a really good experience. And it was a huge part of my when I first got sober, like the foundation that I built, that was a big part of it. And, and even from there, they're like putting me on some committees where I'm like on these phone calls, you know, like every month planning some convention or something, you know, and it's just like, and then I go sit in the meeting. I'm like, just with the people that were like in it going, wow. You know, like if this isn't like doing like doing the deal I don't know you know what is because they all had a lot of really good sobriety and and it was just something to like keep me busy but what happened was I just got totally engulfed in AA and that was like my whole world for like the first few years I didn't I hadn't talked to my best friend in Alaska since I had gotten sober in like three years you know I hadn't like been anywhere with alcohol. I hadn't hung out with any friends that were that drank still. I hadn't, you know, I hadn't really been I hadn't really got out into society at all. I was just in AA. Like in which was okay, you know, and it was exactly what I needed for that time. And I didn't even go back to it was like 3 4 years before I was even able to like go back to Alaska cuz that's where a lot of my drinking was and it's such a small place that it was it was like I hadn't even thought about it for like the first few years you know and then it was just I don't know so I just need I like I just still didn't have that balance that I needed but and, and then by just noticing that and like working through that I was able to get integrated like go hang out with my friends or go to a concert and be around people that were drinking go back to Alaska and that was like a big changer for me was when I went back to Alaska and it's like it was just so weird you know because I'm like I don't drink anymore and like everybody I (laughs) know there but they were all like childhood friends too and they I was like so surprised that all of them were just like super supportive and like pretty much going like look it's about time you got sober you know like (laughs) I remember I, the, I went to an AA meeting when I was there, and there, the one guy's like, yeah, I've been waiting for you to come in here for, like, so long. <laughs> I was wondering when you are going to make it. But that's all, and that's all good, you know. It was just, and from there, you know, I've been able to build relationships back that I didn't have before. Even, like, with my mom, it's, that was, like, my biggest one was the amends to her, and and really, you know, she's my mom. She was just happy that I was sober, you know, but it it was like more than that. It's like, I had to actually like make that amends and, and then continue to live sober, like a better life and sober. And then the one like to my dad, since he's not alive, is just, that's like, it's my living amends that I have to do every day just by being sober and living better and doing better. And I just, I do that daily, you know, and that's, and I'm able, and I'm like, I'm at peace with that, and I'm okay with that, you know, today, like, before it was just, like, just so much, like, stress about it, and I'll never be able to make that up, you know, or forgive myself, or 
anything, but I've been, because of this program, I've been able to do that, to forgive myself and just be who I'm supposed to be, you know? And it's like, it's all, this program, it's like, it's all, it's given me everything that I have today, you know? And then I ended up in Arizona out of all places, <laughs> like, but I, I ended up moving back to Alaska and worked up there for the summer, but then I met this guy, you know, and his parents live out here in Buckeye, and so, and totally fell in love, and I was, you know, and here I've been able to, like, I have a little son now that's a year old, and like a little family, and I don't know, there's just everything that I have, like, now I would have never dreamed even possible from, I've had the same job for, like, a, since I moved here, <laughs> you know, for, like, two years, and even before that, I was able to keep a job for, like, four years up in Washington, too, before I left and went, came back, came up here, but it's just, I don't know, everything, everything in my life has changed, but everything is, like, so good and beyond any thing I could ever imagine, and it's all AA, you know, and the whole, the spiritual thing has been, like, I'm not a God person, more of, like, multiple gods or none, but <laughs> it's, like, I've been able to, at first, like, even my sponsor was, like, okay, just read this little part, you know, like, if there might be a chance that someday, somewhere, whatever, it's, like, okay, I can do that, you know, and I can, but I still, like, do all the prayers, I still pray, and I still can meditate, and find, and I have that serenity, and that peace, when I choose to, right, because I have all these tools that I have, and if I use them, then I have that peace and serenity, and, like, my life is still amazing, but I also have the choice, like, not to use them, and to be miserable for the day, or in my own head, even too much, or anything, but I don't know, it's just so cool that, like, this program, and my favorite, like, part, because I've, like, part of my prayers is, like, I just pray for the willingness to be willing, like, that's, like, just let me be willing, you know, to just do this one more day, and if I do what I did today, what I did yesterday, then I have a pretty good chance to make it till tomorrow, and I have to go to meetings, and I have to be of service, and I have to strive to be a good person or a better, you know, a better, better than I was because I'm definitely imperfect and it's definitely a progress and not perfection deal. But like my fair in the spiritual experience, it's like honesty, willingness, and open-mindedness are like the three keys, but they're essential, but they're like essential. And those I, and I have those, you know, like so far I have, I've had those. And I don't know. I just love. I just love this program, though, because it's like it's set up for everybody. <laughs> you know, it's like you don't have to have this or that or that or that. But if you just do these few things and don't be a jerk, <laughs> you know, it's like then you can have this life too. And like I said, like I can't. I would have never fathomed. Like I have my heart and my life is like so full. But I wouldn't have any of it if it wasn't for this program. Like, at all. I would have nothing. I, I believe I believe that. And I would have no, even worse than that, I would have gone through my whole life, like, not knowing how selfish and self-centered and self-serving that I was. 
And I mean, I was like, I would have no clue of any of that. You know, I'd just be going through life like, screw you, screw you, and I'm just doing this for me, and this is, you know, it's all about me, and because that's how I lived before, and I don't know, it's just, it just blows my mind, though, like, what I get from this program, and from, like, each person, and even, I didn't want to come here and speak either, but when I first got sober, my sponsor was like, well, if somebody asked you to speak, you say yes, you know, and it's like, well, I don't want to, and she's like, well, it's not about you. You know, it's not about you. It's not for you. It's for, you know, it's your service to, for other people. And so I always, that's always, I'm like, I don't want to do it. Okay. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. That's pretty much my story there. And I don't know. I just can't say enough about this program. And you guys all had awesome food and desserts. <laughs> and thank you. Yeah, that's all. Thanks. Thanks.